Hello, I'm your host, Michaela Marshall, and this is Welcome to the Hellmouth. Hi, I'm your host, David Lindley. This is the Buffy podcast that is getting real sick of the Buffy is bad at lying shtick. Hellmouth? Hellmouth. She's so bad at it, though. <laughs> Is it funny? Do you like? Do you no. see that and you're like, oh, what a jape? Because yeah, she's terrible at it. But like the rest of the characters aren't, so it's an informed character flaw for her. And you're like, but it's not fun. Why do we keep doing it? She just looks dumb. It's a f- character flaw. She is flawed. It's consistent. <laughs> It's consistent, just like her running away from any problem is consistent. That doesn't mean it's good or interesting. As a person, she's the slayer. She's fully formed. All right, this is season seven, episode one. (laughs) Lessons. Original air date, September 24th, 2002. Brown, 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 Michaela. (laughs) We have reached the seventh and some say final season of this television show. Some do say that, yeah. Did you know that Google Play Movies, right? Like, Google Play Movies as a service has season eight available for purchase. What? (laughs) (laughs) Tell me more. (laughs) Right? Because that's how I'm getting my Buffy these days. Yeah, yeah. So I went to buy season seven, which was an experience. Not really. And yeah, (laughs) I'm putting on that drop down and it's like would you like the final season and i'm like yeah it's like oh cool season eight i'm like what and yeah it's just the comics what 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 did it try to charge you comparatively i think it's similar let me check real quick i don't know why that's my first question (laughs) no it's a valid question though isn't it oh yeah i think so because like it shouldn't be much so season seven a full television show cost me 20 canadian dollars which is like i don't know 250 us or something Our money's worth nothing. Yes, continue. 19 issues of the comic cost me 15 Canadian dollars, so only $5 less. Interesting. And for less content? I don't know. It seems really weird. Although it takes a lot of time to fucking animate that. Or not animate, but draw. Well, this is the thing. Like, what's the exchange rate between a television Mm. episode and a comic? I don't know. Who can say, Michaela? Not I. And I will point out, all of our American listeners are now list are now laughing at us completely oh, and wholesale because they get fucking Buffy for free, all of it. It's all there. It's all on Facebook to watch for free. Original, you know, Buffy style. That episode where Giles is talking to the Mist Cloud in Latin, and there's no <laughs> subtitles for us. There are subtitles for them. Oh fuck. Like, so you're it's saying... an objectively better experience than purchasing this is in Canada. They've seen everything. Oh, they've seen it all. <laughs> oh, man, that's that hurts me, you know? It hurts me deep down. Because I, I have not pirated Buffy. I want to be pretty honest about this. Like, that, oh, that happened once for Once More yeah, Feeling. Because that was a garbage, one. yeah, garbage episode on Netflix. And, like, just the... The versions that we have are much worse. And I don't think we can get it on Hulu here or something. No, or there's something I don't fucked up about that. Hulu. No, yeah. yeah. No no bueno. Oh, Canada, man, those bits, they get so chilly <laughs> coming up north. They freeze. They stop completely. So what was the broadcast date here? September 24th, 2002. Okay, so nothing unexpected going on with this. No monkeying around, for instance. No, zero monkeys were harmed. Well, we are starting off in grand Buffy fashion. (laughs) 
in Istanbul. Istanbul. <laughs> oh. oh my god, what a way to set your season up than starting Mysterious. it in Istanbul. Mysterious Constantinople, now known as Istanbul, <laughs> where, Michaela, I'm not sure if you know this, but over there, they don't have the future. <laughs> They just didn't get it, you know? They yeah. never got that. So it's the dustiest of streets. It's the oldest of architecture. And you're like, ha- have you seen any pictures of Istanbul? Because from it's like what a I back understand, alley. it's pretty nice. They could have back alleys. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So sure. The, the future has gotten to Istanbul and the Buffy writers are fully aware of this. <laughs> Oh, man. So, yeah, some ladies getting chased down by some cultists, right? Mysterious girl, mysterious dark-robed figures. Right, and they snatch her eventually and draw a knife, and then we go into credits. Smash cut. No, I'm pretty sure we go into Buffy and Dawn in the cemetery. Sure, whatever. We go into something else. I have some pictures from the cemetery because I'm a mad woman, and I have ten pictures. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Uh, darkest show around. Let's start there. Season 7, episode 1, they haven't learned yet, they never will. Oh, the lighting in this show, what? though. This scene was so fucking dark, and I was just like, uh, it's like coming home, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it really is. Oh, They've Jesus. got 22 episodes to impress, and they have done this. Yeah. So, Dawn, you can't tell because it's so dark. <laughs> She's wearing a lot of makeup. They've yes. hyped it up even more from, like, the end of last season. Yeah, this season's going crazy with that Dawn makeup. Yeah. She's got this sweet jean jacket, which is always Hell good yeah. times. Yeah. Uh, and, you, I mean, what else is going on? Who can say? I guess she's trying to fight a vampire, so that'll be fun for her. Right, yeah. It's, it's some neat japes where this vampire is trying to crawl out of his grave as Buffy is lecturing Dawn about, you know, power and who has the power here and how she should always be careful when fighting vampires. And it's all really one big joke because the vampire gets stuck and can't (laughs) get out of the grave by himself. (laughs) I mean, it's your classic Joss Japes, right? Where it's the, things are serious, funny joke. And then, I mean, the vampire gets out and things are suddenly serious again. Buffy helps him out, I guess, if we're being really honest. Yes, and she does so with some obvious wire work. But I am so (laughs) happy for this scene because someone in this damn show finally misses the vampire's heart. It's like they're 90% heart by volume (laughs) in previous seasons. And now they're like, the heart's, it's a difficult place to hit. You got the rib cage around there that's stopping you from getting in there, you know? Like everyone just hits it. Xander's getting in there. Cordelia, I think, gets one. Right, like it's so easy to hit people in the heart. And then finally, yeah, Dawn is, she she seems so proud of herself too after she stabs the vampire and then he's (laughs) not dead and it's, uh. It's pretty awkward for her. Yeah, she does some neat things. She does like a sick roll. She does manage to stake him, but again, not in the right place. Buffy ends up having to decaffeinate him with a sword. Yeah, she brought lots of other weapons. Now, fun fact, the the first, I suppose. <laughs> Anyways, uh, <laughs> <laughs> this episode starts and ends with the same line of dialogue. Which is? Buffy says it's about power oh, yeah, at the beginning, go. and then she says it at the end. And they're really just trying to hammer home this whole idea of it being cyclical, right? Oh, really? I hadn't noticed. (laughs) If you, I I don't know if you noticed. It was very light on the symbology. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, <laughs> I've also got a picture of Graveyard Buffy. I've called it Fresh New Hair. Oh, good, good lord. Because it's fast been... and loose with the uh, pictures. <laughs> it, it's been months, probably, mm. since they stopped filming. Did she have time to grow all this hair? No. That's a lot of hair, yeah. Because how much of it is her own hair? Well, this I see where question. her own hair ends. Like, <laughs> right? Because <laughs> you can see it in this picture pretty clearly. It Those ends extensions are not her great. Necklace yeah. is coming in. And you can see and her then, off to the right very easily. Yeah, and her extensions are just kind of flopping down below. Yeah, Interesting. It's, it's, <laughs> it's not great. She's also tanned as all hell. <laughs> Look at her. Look at how tan she is. Anyways. Gotta go on vacation, man. <laughs> I guess. Vacation. Vacation, as they say. <laughs> So Don and Buffy end this scene with making vague references to it being back, you know. <gasps> it's a what? He's 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 a what? He was what? It's a what? He's a music man. <laughs> Fantastic <laughs> shit. Oh. We haven't had one of those drops in a while. I know. Ah, <laughs> uh, but what is it, Michaela? I I don't know. You tell me. It's the Sunny D High School. It's open oh! again. <laughs> the same ground that it stood before <laughs> from a municipal uh, perspective this makes a lot of sense what it else does. are you doing it's a great place land? for a high school like it's already zoned and i mean yeah. they probably have the student population to support yeah right it makes all of the sense all the sense sure. yeah okay they don't okay. know about the hellmouth there's yeah, a lot right? of school related questions in this episode because it's like hey we're back to school right lessons you know blah 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 yeah yeah how old is dawn okay so when they were talking in this episode, it really sounded like this was her first day of high school. <laughs> yes. And I think that that's incorrect. I think, because they never really said that specifically. They were saying it was her first day at this high this school. This high school is, I yes. think, what we were supposed to take away from that. Yes. Because, again, she has to be 16 at this point. <laughs> at least 15? At least, yes. More than 13 14? or 14? Yeah. I think we decided she was 14 when she was born right i don't so remember two years later yeah but then at the same time doesn't she have like one year of education under her belt because she's a really a <laughs> two-year-old at this point i don't know <laughs> so it's all crazy and wacky and fun whatever we are going into some credits and michaela let's play credit catch up here exactly we have a couple things happening the biggest one for me is that giles is still out of the credits yeah he's still getting that special guest star yeah we, mm, poor giles <laughs> you're, you're so worried for tony yeah no he's clearly not going to be in every episode of this season right like that that is what that broadcasts to me if he yeah. were he would be in the credits so clearly he leaves at some point or stays where he is more accurately probably fun I fact don't i don't fucking know for the entire run of gilmore girls the actor who played the grandfather mm -hmm. was credited as with special appearance by edward herman Oh. But like in every episode he's ever in, it says that. There's some rules about this though, right? Like Yeah, actors oh, the guild... wording is, yeah. Because yeah, there's different levels and Allison Hannigan gets an and. And yeah, I'm not sure and. whether that's like relevant, but I think it is. Yes. And there's the with and then there's the and. <laughs> yes. Right? Yeah. So those are both important in some way. Anyway, pour one out for Tony here. <laughs> the and is sort of like, we look at all these great people we have and we got this person exactly like, yeah the and is basically like the first credit is probably the star and then the and is the second most 
important, well-known. I don't know. You definitely don't want to be second. You do not want to be second in the credits. That means you're garbage. Garbage. The fact that that's Xander is (laughs) telling. Yeah. Yeah. Emma Caulfield's still here, so we've got some Anya in the credits still, and we'll see what they do with her. I have no idea. Again, I don't know. I'm blind, Michaela. I'm blind. (laughs) Flying blind. I mean, she has to get at least one scene, right? At least one. Jesus, this poor lady. Yeah, (laughs) she does. (laughs) At least one scene. Okay, and I think that's what we're saying for Anya this season. At least one scene per episode. (laughs) And then uh, I think we've both got pictures here because yeah. this this is a happening thing. It's so Tony, happening. Tony's on a horse and he's wearing a badass duster. And like, it's what is this for color? no reason. It's, who cares? So do you see what I called my picture? I hope this is Tony's personal horse. It is. It is? It is. What? Yeah. Because <laughs> they're filming at his house. <laughs> what? <laughs> You're kidding me. So... I knew that they were filming at his house, so I heavily suspected this was his personal horse, but then I only checked after I'd gotten my pictures. I will read you the uh, the production. The scenes that are marked as taking place in Westbury were actually shot at Anthony Stewart Head's house in Somerset, England. He owns uh, the horse seen in the episode, and it is named Otto. Otto, that's a good one. I was going to ge- guess Chestnut, but that's because that's <laughs> one of the two horse names that I know. The it's other such a being horse name. Caractacus. Oh, that's quite the name, Wow. It's a great horse name if you're looking to name a horse. Yeah. He's in Westbury, England, apparently. <laughs> He's looking Not great. Not just him. Right? Yeah. Oh, Not God, just he looks him. so good. Oh, my God. Yeah. He looks better than when he left. Like he just He's so refined. Fuck. And on this horse and the duster god it looks so good <laughs> this is almost certainly what jim butcher was thinking of when he wrote the dresden files right to some extent <laughs> like it's right a badass wizard kind of detective kind of nerdy who wears a duster all the time surely he just Shit. saw this scene and he was like oh yeah that'd be good dresden files Damn. i'll call it Tony would make a good Harry Dresden. Fuck, he'd make an amazing one. Anyway, um, yes. So he's not the only one here. We've got Willow here as well. She is studying with the coven in what I have termed the old country. <laughs> and she has uh, gone back to some hippie nonsense. Oh man, she is real wicca lesbian here. <laughs> like she is connected to everything, man. Yeah. So yeah, that, that I have a picture of her hippie clothing fantastic glad to see it yeah she's looking pretty good you know she's looking like a recovering person they really have toned down the makeup in a way that like doesn't make her look bad just makes her look i guess more naturals maybe what i'm trying to say yeah and yeah she just is here hanging out trying to connect with the good side of magic so to speak the trope is that when you stop wearing makeup you always look tired right and i think they've sort of captured that here (laughs) yeah Uh, yeah. But yes, there's a retcon, or maybe not a retcon, but there's a comment about how magic isn't an addiction, and it's not (laughs) something else. It isn't a a hobby or an addiction. It's inside you now. And I'm like, guys, if that's a retcon, I can so get behind it. Sign me up. I don't think it's a retcon. And here's why. Okay. So... Giles says that it's not a hobby or an addiction, and I think he says any more. 
And the idea is that before she was dabbling in magic, she was using magic, and now the magic's a part of her. This is also okay, though, because this paints a better picture for the future of magic use in this show (laughs) than we saw last season. And I just want us to never go back to that well, and I'm hoping that's what this indicates. Like, hey, wow, we made magic like heroin for some reason, and we're going back on that. So it's not like that didn't happen. It's like, that won't be happening still maybe that that won't be happening anymore from fucking tastic. what i remember again i'm i have a bad memory for this season so we're yeah. gonna see maybe i'm just gonna lie to you over and over again won't that be nice but this is the thing they did it right like yeah they're there's they are saying like we did that we're going to talk about this in a different way now thank christ <laughs> willow also claims to not have that much power and i'm like that's this is that's strange. It's garbage. Yeah. <laughs> that's weird. You're one of the most powerful witches on earth. It's been confirmed several times. I uh, everyone keeps saying it. They're all kind of afraid of you. I, uh, I don't cares? know, man. Xander's got a fancy suit. Let's go on to that. Shit. Like, he's moving up in the world. Again, has it been months? Like, Okay, I'm very confused about his business situation, and no one wants to make this clear for me in the television show. Is he managing a couple crews? Or does he have his own company? Has he been responsible for the construction of the majority of the new Sunnydale High School? Well, this is a good question, and... How long does it take to build a high school? And how has this never come up before right now? You know, at least a year, I will say. You would, yeah, you would think. Although with the shoddy job that's been done, maybe not. (laughs) It seems honestly like they've left the old foundation here and like just built on top of it, which is structurally unsound as hell. Oh, it's so unsound. Yeah, the show is very unclear about Xander's position. Like... He he's a contractor, maybe? <laughs> right? <laughs> but he's clearly managing at least a couple crews because he crews. says he's got some guys on it or something. Like right? yeah, he's saying he's got guys working on this and a different crew working on this other thing. And I just am like, when did you <laughs> get these crews? Okay, cool. So I'm not the only one who's got questions, apparently, which is good. It's so unclear. Uh, I've got a Tattoo Gate Part 3 picture. You always miss Tattoo Gate. Jesus Christ. There are so many other things to focus on with what (laughs) Buffy and Don are wearing in this fucking scene, okay? I understand. Buffy's shirt is crazy. (laughs) It's crazy. It's shirt madness. We haven't had a madness in so long, (laughs) and it's shirt madness. Don't you love the beginning of a season when they have so much budget for all their new clothes? And they're like, look at all of our new fashions. These ones will age well. And you're like, They'll age so well. So in my Tattoo Gate Part 3 photo, I've actually captured the tattoo we had seen in the previous two Tattoo Gate photos. And a new one in the middle of her back that I didn't get before. So, Oh, this is new territory. (laughs) Good on me. I also captured her wacky hair that we're going to make fun of a lot. Oh boy, yeah. That's (laughs) interesting. Okay, so what's going on? It's like a bun in the back, but it's got a ponytail sticking out of the middle of the bun. Is that how you do this? Yeah, it's like you missed part of the bun and it's just flopped out of the bun. Right, and then heavily curled, like, to make sure that it's sticking to the side. Yeah, it's swoopy. Yeah, it's so, like a tail. It's like a tail. (laughs) And the reason that we can see Buffy's tattoos in this scene is not because she's leaning over like she has in previous seasons, or last season, I guess. It's that her shirt is midriffy as hell, and that's the first (laughs) thing you need to know about it. Like, 
midriff for days. It's such a crazy shirt. It's oh, so God. crazy. Can I talk it's about so this flowy. fucking shirt? Yes, okay. hit it. So it's incredibly flowy. It's got, I think it's called an empire cut. And Interesting. It's the it's like the pregnancy cut, right? But then it's midriffy. So under so where the like the the cinches around sub boob level, you've got like two or three inches of fabric and then it ends. And like what the fuck? <laughs> fuck is happening here it's open real <laughs> wide at the top but it looks like it could be done up more maybe but it's just been left wide open here and then the sleeves are also very interesting as they have the uh, the vertical slice that you've managed to capture going yes. right up there yeah it's just such a flowy shirt it's like, crazy if buffy was gonna wear this to the beach you know what go crazy do yeah. it up but that's not where she's going. She's trying to make a good impression for Dawn's first day of school. She's accompanying her fucking sister to a school. This is not the fucking shirt. And then, <laughs> like, off-white pants to match her white shirt. What are you doing, Buffy? What are you doing? The pants are strangely unflattering. Like, yeah. I don't know what it is that's so unflattering about them. Honestly, I think it's probably just because we're still doing this low-rise nonsense that I maintain looks good on no one. Right? No one. Well, Dawn is dressed to impress for her first day of this high school. Where <laughs> I swear, at some point someone says your first day of high school. And I, I heard that know. and I was shook. I don't know that they do. I don't think I they can't... do. I don't think they do. That's <laughs> probably wrong. Because God yeah. knows she's like at least a junior, like grade 11, right? I don't know. Maybe. Anyway, probably. she's got nonsense on too. She's got an argyle sweater this that's only sweater. argyle on the torso, which is fine. And then it's a turtleneck as well. And you're like, nice, Don. Nice. <laughs> of course it's a turtleneck. Bringing it home. Of course it is. Question Fuck. for you. Yeah. In this picture you've taken, is there a chair that's been duct taped together in this shot? Oh, there is! <gasps> <gasps> oh, what a callback! <laughs> Shit! That's flooded! Oh, man. Again, one of the worst episodes of the season but like what a detail to put in you know what an interesting detail to include because i would not have noticed that if it wasn't in this picture shit <laughs> and that's probably only widescreen like full screen version no. you probably Ooh. don't even see dawn sitting here oh, you do i cut her out because i didn't want to look at her stupid sweater <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Okay. So, right. We got to go through a bunch of sh shit here, which shouldn't be hard because this is a pretty light fucking episode, right? Yeah. There's a lot of deep cuts and then not too much else happens. Right. Okay. So Xander's built the school, question mark. The new principal's <laughs> office is right over the Hellmouth, so that's awesome. And we are going into the high school and we've got all of our deep cuts. We've got the wait, pack, wait, 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 wait. Invisigirl, a, a bunch <laughs> of shit. What's up? Like, I just want to point out that I think it's Xander who is very cavalier and says, oh, well, you know, the principals do tend to get eaten. He ate one of them. <laughs> that no, was no, no. him. No, no, no. He ate the him. pig. He ate the pig. And then the other ones ate the principal. <laughs> okay, fine. He was hanging out with people that ate one of them. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah. he remembers all of it. So, right, they think the principal might be evil because his, like, office is over the hellmouth or whatever. That's fine. And yeah, so they definitely, they cut to Invisigirl when 
Buffy's sort of telling Dawn what to watch out for. They talk about, do they talk about Reptile Boy or do they talk about uh, the pack. Swim swim Team? Oh, go fish. She she makes a comment, something about amphibians or reptiles. Oh, damn. I missed yeah. that one. God, if that's a cut to Reptile Boy, I, I'm pretty sure the writers have forgotten about Reptile Boy. I'm pretty sure everyone other than us wouldn't understand any references to Reptile <laughs> Boy. Oh, and Teeks. I think Teeks loved that episode, which is one of the first things that got me onto Teeks. And I was like, who is this person who wrote a glowing review of this episode? Anyway, yeah. It's Let me see in the continuity bonkers. what they actually what they actually cut to, because I'm curious now. Because this is yeah, they, it's it's uh it's go fish. And stay away from hyena people or uh, any lizardy type athletes, you know. Is what Buffy says. Yeah, I'm pretty sure no one remembers Reptile <laughs> Boy and Go Fish is also terrible. But it's again, a terrible episode. You it's know, fine. it's Monster of the Week, so it's easy yeah. to reference. There you go. Okay, Principal Wood, P. Wood. P. Wood, P. Wood. Is so charming. Ah, Damn. I am charmed immediately by him. Look at He's him He's charming go. as all hell. He's so tall. <laughs> oh, <laughs> You're just, this This is just you projecting. It's always just you projecting. <laughs> no, no, no. He's super charming. And either he's got luscious eyelashes or he's wearing hella guy liner. <laughs> it's like the commissioner or the mayor or whatever it was in Batman where like apparently that guy just has those eyes. Like sure thing. Maybe this guy also just has those eyes, but his eyes are oh, fucking crazy, man. man. So this is D.B. Woodside, uh, an actor who is actually in a pretty pretty good number of other things. Uh, let's see, we got some 24 up in here. Oh. Uh, Lucifer. He's on Suits. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so he's been around. He does some things. He's actually in quite a few episodes of 24. Hmm, that's cool. Yeah, and um, so he's born in 1969. This is 30 plus 3 is 33. So he's, yeah, he, I mean, they make a point of saying that he is a young principal. Right. But I think that's reasonable that he could potentially be a principal at that age. And I think this is a good time to get out most of the, like, P. Wood and Buffy interactions all in one go. Right. Because it yeah. can all be summed up pretty easily here. He's oh, for sure. He's heard of the Summers girls, right? And yeah. And Buffy at one point remarks like, oh, you've done your homework. And he's like, no, no, no. Like, he's pulled out the thickest files and read through those. <laughs> And yours is by far the thickest, Oh, Buffy. like way more than anyone else. So the fact that he's heard of you should surprise you not at all. And like, you know, later he talks about these other kids and how he's read up on them. And she's like, wow, that's crazy. It's like, no, no, he wants to know the children who are coming to his school. Who's going to be the troublemakers? That's so yeah. reasonable. That's it base makes a level lot of principle. Sense for a principal to do. Buffy's just used to having Peace Nye as her principal, who is like the world's worst principal if we're really being honest it's true it's true yeah and this guy's great he seems like he could be evil but you know he'd be an affable mayor sort of evil if he were i think that we really need to be excited that this show has a recurring black character right other than like, mr trick and kendra <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> sorry i forgot about kendra because she was sorry i forgot about kendra because she was garbage <laughs> The great thing about Kendra is you can do literally any accent, <laughs> any, any accent you like, want, it. and Spot it's fine. Spot on, 100%. Yeah. 
And yeah, like Mr. Trick was around for what, like two episodes, three maybe? Uh, he was around <sighs> for a few, not too many. Honestly, though. he was sorely underused. He was. But P. Wood is here. He's the principal. He's charming as all hell. And yeah, maybe evil. At one point, him and Buffy are talking and that like spinning around them camera yeah. thing that Joss fucking loves is happening. He loves it. Uh, and it brought me back so hard to that episode with Billy Fordham. Is that his name? That's who it was. <laughs> I was trying to remember who it was where Buffy and some rando person were standing in the quad and the camera was just this. rotating like crazy. And this was happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was, was actually Billy. worse than this because it would rotate one direction. And then it would switch and for then, the other. Yeah, yeah. It would oh, go the God. other way. Oh, man. Yeah. This is better than that. And yeah, it's trying to telegraph that he's evil so hard that I'm like, he's probably fine, honestly. Because <laughs> it's, it's laying it on pretty thick. It's so thick. And like another evil principle. Why? Right? Why bother? It's not useful. So yeah, we'll see. You have no idea. No. Which delights me. Not a clue. It absolutely delights me. Maybe he's the next watcher i don't know man fucking yo the number of people who call buffy a mom in this episode (laughs) is also hilarious Uh, i think it's like Uh, two i think it's two i think it's p wood and then don's new the kids yeah yeah the youths yeah (laughs) but yeah oh man when when the youths say that to her and then she just looks horrified and touches her hair (laughs) man i died it is so funny (laughs) oh it's good yeah (laughs) Okay, so we get some spooky stuff starting to happen because it's Sunny D High, Spook right? Spookums. Spookums. Hell yeah. Exactly. Hellmouth's still there. <laughs> right? It's not going away. So, first no. off, Buffy starts lurking behind after class starts, which is <laughs> weird as all hell. Sure, 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 sure. It's the Hellmouth right here. And, like, she wants to make sure her sister's safe. There's no one else around, though. It was weird enough yeah. taking her sister to her first day of, like, grade 11. That's crazy. Right. Like, and if anyone sees her, they should be like, you can't be in here. No, are you fucking signed in? Like, that's not how this works. Like, this is a school. Literally. There should be a lockdown. Right? (laughs) Adults need to sign in. Because it's weird. Unidentified adult on the premises. Yes. Okay. Uh, So she sees this truant child with a basketball who is unnecessarily spooky. He's so spooky with his basketball. Unnecessarily. He's so sketchy. Oh, it doesn't make it any sense. This is going to be one of Dawn's new Scooby gang. And the great thing is, (laughs) I don't know his name. So for me- He didn't get one? He is Latino Extra. (laughs) Oh no. Yeah, he got a name right at the end of the episode. Did he? Basically. Yes, they did. I didn't hear it. P. Wood dropped it. Did he? Oh, he yeah. did. Right, because he's like, oh, this one, and then Kit, and then the other one. Right, right, right. Yeah. Do you want to know his name? No, 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 no. Continue to Keep call him in the dark. Extra. Like, oh, no. What? What's his... No, tell me his fucking name then. Not you. <laughs> Not you. I want the show to do it, because it's a it goddamn adult it. now. <laughs> like, if this you show were a show. child, it would be able to tell me his name. It, you missed the show telling you, okay? <laughs> So, did such a shit job of it. Yeah. And he runs into these people and there's a good chance to introduce himself and he flubs it. I mean, Kit gets right in there, Kit right? She's just saying I her know name. what Kit's name is. I know right? exactly who she is. This guy, not a fucking clue. 
Oh, man. Okay. Listen. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. If you had to guess what his name was, what would you guess? I don't know. Like, let's say he had a stereotypical Latino name. Juan. No. Uh, I don't know. None of the things are are working well. Because it's probably not like Speedy Gonzalez, you know? (laughs) Correct. That's that's not his name. Uh, I don't know many Latino names. (laughs) I don't want you to tell me, though. Honestly, I don't I want know, to I know. I'm not going to tell you. It's fine. Good. Fine. It's fine. So, right. Buffy is wandering around the school, and she sees some sort of spook up in the bathroom, right? She's looking in the mirror. There's a dead girl behind her. Says something creepy to her. And she also picks up a spooky twig thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spooky twig thing. But then she drops it. And then it. she's like, sure, that's not important. I'll just chuck it on the ground. Chuck it right on the ground Ridiculous. in the girl's bathroom. For sure. She gets spooked out. And she goes running for Dawn in Dawn's first class. Oh, God, it's just the worst. This is the worst. And as an audience member, it's the worst, right? Because she busts into this class as Dawn is undergoing the worst experience of her life, introducing herself to the rest of her class, which gives me such anxiety. Shit. God, I never want to do that again. All things considered, Dawn's doing a pretty okay job. She's great. She's funny. She's flippant. You know? And she's still doing a, a... like reasonable level of the basics for her. Yeah, like it's going super well. And then Buffy busts on in and is the worst. So Buffy's like, okay, this can't wait. I need to get you out of class. Oh, I realize that I'm making it slightly socially awkward for you. So I'm going to lie terribly and then leave you here. And you're like, your priorities shifted (laughs) so fast and did a full 180 because it was like I can't go to the whatever the office and request my sister out of class and I'm the legal guardian right she could do that easily but she doesn't she busts in there and then so quickly she's like you know what it was all a mistake I thought you were in danger of smoking and I'm like fuck you show no Honestly, like thinking back on this moment, they were definitely trying to play this for a laugh and it is not funny. It's not Not even funny. A little bit. Oh yeah, no, no, no. Oh boy. Okay. Let's go to Halfrick and Anya who has at least one, (laughs) one fucking scene this season per episode. Yeah. I mean, here we are. This is uh, the scene that she's going to get and they're hanging out at the espresso pump and there's a... Pretty gross, goopy band playing. Folk music, Michaela. It's called folk music and it's a fine tradition. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I guess as far as coffee shop music goes, this is kind of what you'd expect. Yeah, it's fine. Anya's wearing something pretty crazy. Uh, What have you called this? Branya? Because her hair is brown. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Her hair is crazy <laughs> different, which I actually did pick up on. I, wow. It's, that, I mean, it has to be pretty different for you to notice. You spelled it B-R-A-N, which, listen, you gotta you give that to You think it should have been, me. you gotta put an O in there? I think Brownia would have made more sense. Yeah, I, I was pressed for time. No, I had so sense. many pictures to take, you know? So yeah, right. Anya is not doing her job as a vengeance demon. In the picture that I've got, I really don't know what's happening in the circle behind Anya. Like, is that a it's mirror? so weird. Or is that a visual artifact? I think it has to be a mirror. Or is that a hole in the wall? Oh, it's very, very trippy, actually. Maybe it's a hole. Oh, anyways. Anyway. So, <laughs> I don't want to look at it anymore. It's making me feel yeah, weird. Yeah, I can't process that just yeah brain okay so yes she's got crazy new hair she's got a wacky flowy shirt on because that is the order of the day what uh is it a cravat a cravat is the sort of like tie such a cravat but it's integrated into the shirt 
At least Halfrek looks great as normal. Halfrek looks amazing, and she's doing yeah. classic Halfrek shit. You know, oh, dropping the so disses good. about how Anya, like, isn't doing well as a vengeance demon since she's been back, and Halfrek's her only demon friend now. Shit! Oh, sad, man. Oh, man. Yeah, it's just, she's basically saying that Anya's heart isn't in it. She's not coming up with anything inventive she's not trying to push the women who are making the wishes Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and so it's i mean it's sad for anya sure at the same time you're like this show really doesn't know what to do with anya i guess not unless next episode is like a here's what we're doing with anya which would be reasonable they've done that before and it worked out well i just don't think they're gonna do it who knows maybe they will Who's to say? Buffy goes and informs Xander about the spooky ghosts, and I think this is time for us to come into our first segment. Hit it! Extra of the week. Guy, you probably don't remember me, do you? It's the sunglasses, right? I was on the show in 82, episode 81. Got killed by a lava monster before the first commercial. Oh! Michaela, did you come prepared with an extra of the week? Oh... Um. All right. While you're stalling for time, I will give you a bit of information. And honestly, you don't necessarily need to do one. You gave us a lot about P-Wood, actually. That was good. I think that might be reasonable. He's not an extra, strictly speaking, but sure. He's extra handsome. How about that? He is. That's true. (laughs) Okay. So Don in the next scene is going to be asked for a pencil by what the credits will call dead nerd, right? (laughs) Yeah, Um, that's correct. And this is my extra of the week. This is a man called Jeremy Howard. And I recognized him, Michaela, from Galaxy Quest. He looks so familiar. Oh! Like, is he one of Justin Long's crew? Yes, he's Kyle, one of Justin Long's crew from Galaxy Quest. And listeners, if you haven't watched Galaxy Quest recently, you (laughs) owe it to yourselves. It is a a, a deceptively good movie for what it is. And it's such a perfect pastiche of a Star Trek movie that it's a better Star Trek movie than most of the Star Trek movies somehow. The tone of it is so perfect. It's amazing. It's spot on in every way. Okay, so... Jeremy Howard, <laughs> right. He was in Galaxy Quest playing Kyle, and that's how I know him primarily. He was also in the Grinch movie with Jim Carrey, where he plays Drew oh. Luhu. Which, <laughs> once I heard that, I was like, I, I have yeah. seen him. Yes, yes, he is that person. I know who you're talking about. He's very he's so distinctive. distinctive. Right, because yeah. he's tall. He's six foot four, which is shorter than me. But he's tall. <laughs> But he looks pretty yeah. weird, right? And you gotta gotta yeah. feel bad for him. But he's made it into a great career. He played Donatello in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie that came out in 2016. He was the voice oh, actor. Boy. So, like, I think that's his crowning glory so far. The rest of his past is, like... <laughs> questionable right like acting wise or the roles that he's gotten because what are some of the character names walt and like right there mm, not great bodysuit wearing ufo enthusiast oh boy um hot dog man oh man we're like right because this guy's fucking typecast doesn't get worse than freaky student though in 2006's Mm. hit film accepted Oh, I think I've seen Accepted. Oh, God, that is Justin Justin Long. Justin Long is also... Ah, ah, Yeah! ah, The Justin Long verse. (laughs) 
Oh, that's oh. so funny. Maybe he's bros with Justin Long. I don't I know. I guess store clerk in Hidden Hills. But yeah, a lot of these things were like very much cast to a type, let's say. Bucktooth Kid in 1995. Yeah. Anyway, he is absolutely my extra of the week. When I saw him and I was like, is that Kyle? Because I've watched Galaxy <laughs> Quest so many times. So many times. When I saw him and I called that, I was like, shit, yeah, I'm so smart. <laughs> or you just are obsessed with Galaxy Quest. Yeah. Maybe a little bit of both. That's fine. Yeah, no, I I am very happy because I felt like I should recognize him or remember him and I couldn't place him. So yeah, that's definitely that's definitely it. Yep. Uh, I got I got one for you. I'm gonna go, go for, for Ken Ken Strunk, <laughs> who plays Dead Janitor. <gasps> Ooh. So this man is still working uh, up to today. He has a movie coming out in 2019. Wow. Recently, he was in Hidden Figures. Whoa. Yo, man, this guy's fucking crushing it. What did he play in he Hidden Figures? He was in Jim Webb. So, like, one of the... Of the James Webb t- Space Telescope? <laughs> Shit! I mean, maybe. Okay. He was also in Carol, which is a movie that I recognize the name of. It's it's like a 2015 art house kind of thing. Right. So, I mean, most people probably haven't seen it, but I do recognize it. He's in... What I assume is the sequel to the horror film The Strangers, Mm. because it's called The Strangers Pray at Night. (laughs) (laughs) That's from 2018. He actually has four credits from 2018. God damn. And then in 2019, he's going to be in that Ted Bundy movie where Zac Efron is playing Ted Bundy as the judge. Wow. That's cool. Good work. God, I hate that. the name of this movie is so dumb. What's it called? Extremely wicked, shockingly evil, and vile. Oh, wow. It's just, like, it has to be a quote, Yeah, I'm sure right? that's, like, the judge's quote or something. Like, it has to be. Or the prosecution. Be, but it's just, yeah. it's such it's so unwieldy. a mouthful. Fuck. And, like, as someone who knows quite a bit about these types of things, it doesn't ring any bells for no, me. No, it's so niche. So, I mean, right? Like... Not that I'm saying I'm some expert, but, like, it's too niche for me. And, yeah, Hmm. anyhow. Right, so Don meets this guy, Kyle. He gets, he stabs her in the eye. That doesn't actually stab her in the eye with the pencil question mark. There's manifest spirits, but what, whatever, fuck it. She gets freaked out by They don't seem to, yeah. Right, and, like, so at the same time that I'm thinking to myself, oh, Buffy's ruined everything for Don, there's a part of me that's like, isn't everything gonna get ruined for Don by the Hellmouth anyways? For sure it is, yeah. Like, didn't Buffy just kind of speed things up? (laughs) Yes. A (laughs) hundred percent. Yeah. Anyway, Dawn goes to the bathroom and makes her spooky friend Kit, who we've seen before. Spooky. She is great. Dawn's forming her own little Scooby gang, and I kind of like the cyclical nature of that. That's neat. Good job, guys. And Kit and Dawn get dragged straight to hell through the floor of this bathroom, and it's spooky as all hell. It's very spooky, but as you said, this floor is not very structurally sound. It's crazy unstructural. Yeah, no, it's bad times. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, this basement is much spookier than the previous basement, I think. Like, picture this as a newly constructed basement, right? It makes no sense for this to (laughs) be new construction. For it to be this Yeah. Yeah, no. It is, you're right, it is like they just built it on top of some sort of existing basement. Which is crazy unsafe, especially in California. I mean, this is the sort of thing Xander would do, right? Cut those corners. Cut those corners, man. Damn it, he just wanted to finish fast and get paid. He told Buffy he was up to code, he was lying. Lying. So Willow gets freaked out by this on the other side of the world. She's getting some visions and such. It's all crazy. Honestly, both of these scenes with Willow and 
Giles just made me so happy that Tony is here. Yeah. Because he's just so great. He doesn't even have to be doing that much. And I'm just so happy to see him. Treasure him while it lasts, I guess. Oh, I do. He is like a cool Dumbledore, you know? He is. Yeah. Or like a Harry Dresden, perhaps. I'm just saying the show called him Dumbledore. (laughs) Yes, it did. Which really, like, shocked Stu in a way I wasn't expecting. Man, this was, again, peak (laughs) Harry Potter, right? Peak! Like, the movies had started coming out by this point, but they weren't deep into them yet. Yeah, it's all super crazy. When is the first movie? Like, when? Was it 2001? I feel like 01. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Anyways. Right. So, Don and Kit run into their Latino friend, and they are instant buddies. (laughs) pals of well i mean danger tends to throw people together exactly and uh yeah they're running away they run into a spooky ghost i believe it's dead janitor at this point and fucking finally michaela the gift (laughs) that buffy gave don earlier that we refused to talk about was a cellular telephone we are such a flip phone hot damn future fuck yeah Oh, man. Here we go. Buffy has one, too. She does. You know, Xander like, does. Everyone's, everyone's got them. Everyone's just crushing it. No longer do people have to run around to get to the people they need to talk to. They were finally like, it's too ridiculous. It's too no insane. one believes. Yeah. The wiki actually told me that this is the first time we've seen someone with a cell phone since the first episode <laughs> yep. when Cordelia had one. Correcto. And you're like, why'd they forget about Cordelia having one? I guess at that time it was so expensive that no one else would have one i don't it's know. also the pilot right like the pilot's made before the rest uh, of the series and then that's a half season and then you've yeah. literally just forgotten about it i guess you have it's been too true. much time and then it's just too ridiculous in 2002 for people to not have <laughs> thought of cell phones when they need to communicate <gasps> uh, with each other frequently oh it's insanity yeah right so buffy gets this call and she leaves mr wood with the impression that all of her dogs are dead which good job buffy Right. Honestly, when he delivers that, like... Good luck with that dog tragedy. I was so just on board. Yeah. I'm like, you're hilarious. I love Mr. Wood. He's you're so good. so charming. Ah, my best. Buffy hops down the bathroom hole. She ends up in the basement looking for Dawn. She gets confronted by this trio of spooky ghost zombie thingamajigs and makes a, makes a play for the door that they are trying to keep her from, right? So they keep, they seem to be saying that it's her fault that they died Mm -hmm. because they were killed on the grounds of the former Sunnydale High School and therefore Buffy should have been protecting them, I guess. Sure. So they're, that's why they're specifically mad at her and targeting Dawn, possibly. Aren't they brought back by the talisman, though, and controlled by that? So, like, like, doesn't that determine? Who made the talisman, you know? I assume that we learn that later. (laughs) Because it's left open as a question here. Who put the talisman yeah, there? Yeah, no. That'll probably come back up. You're right. What? What are you talking about? It's a huge open question at the end of this episode. Oh, yeah. That's true. What? <laughs> Fuck. Okay. There's yeah. a couple layers to this conversation that I'm sure anyone listening to this probably can understand. But, like, the fact that you're saying this in this tone just tells me that this is never revisited. And I'm hoping this is some wacky Michaela, like, oh, I haven't seen season seven in a while bullshit. And that you are lying to me about this talisman thing never getting resolved. Because who the fuck If I'm lying about it, if I'm lying about it, I don't know that I am. And that's what I'm hoping for, that you don't remember. Right? Like, I genuinely have no recollection of this ever coming up again. What? (laughs) What the fuck? 
Okay, fine. No, 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 no. But let's not get dragged down by this because let's go to who is hiding behind this door. <laughs> because it's not Dawn. It's she hasn't been captured and put here. hair spike. Spike is back and he is quality crazy, Michaela. Like, he is the quality nuts. He is all cashews, no Brazil nuts. <laughs> Like pistachios? Pistachios, yes. Shelled pistachios <laughs> is what Spike is because he is quality nutso. <laughs> He's crazy in a way that we haven't seen since Evil Angel or since Angel. And like, but like Evil Angel and not like, oh no, Drusilla. Drusilla's the shout here. Because Evil Angel was yeah. not even that crazy and Good Angel was boring and weird and ate rats. Absolutely. Right. And so he is pretty wacky. <laughs> I think his level of crazy, huh? Mm-hmm. Huh? I feel like I really can't. Hmm. You you know nothing. I know nothing. To keep remembering that you know nothing. Okay, let's just let's just roll with it for now then. <laughs> Interesting. All right, I'm jazzed by that. Do you like his hair? This is this is the more important. It's new thing. hair for the first time in like six years. He <laughs> has new hair. What? Um, no, All I don't like it. All that's happened it. it's fine. is that it's it's grown out, yeah. and he's not. He doesn't have any products down in this basement. <laughs> yeah, no, it makes a lot of sense. He's been crazy here for a while, right? How did he get back here from Africa, deepest, darkest Africa? Who knows? But he's super. Well, crazy this is the here. question. I mean, how did he get to Africa? It doesn't matter. On his motorcycle, and yeah, clearly, duh. He's been lurking down here and has been attempting to cut his heart out. Mm, man, which is again top those quality. Are, those nuts. are some top quality. Nuts. Yes. Yeah. Yes, that that for sure is some top quality nuts. For sure. This is a good time I think to go into our second segment briefly. This is a segment called Get Off My Lawn. Is this just about how I am old and don't like youths? Both of us, I would say, not just you. Good, yes. But yes, we've talked about the youth slang of today. We've talked about the youth Uh. dress of today. What do we (laughs) fucking hate about the youths today, Michaela? What do we want them to stop (laughs) doing? I mean, they should get off of their Instagrams and live in the world, right? Is that They experience the world through a smartphone is what I've heard. A filter. Yeah. Mine is going to be Fortnite emotes. Now, oh, so you know Fortnite, no, right? Yes. It's currently the most popular yes. video game in the world. I have heard of it, yeah. And you can get your character to do various emotes. So these are dances or gestures or things in the game. They are sold for premium cash, whatever. And apparently, they are like the thing in real life. So flossing has taken oh. over because that's a Fortnite emote. It's a Fortnite dance, whatever. It also internet stuff before Fortnite, but Fortnite helped popularize that. And just like the things in Fortnite get amplified to a huge degree, such that children are more popular for being able to emulate them, which is how children work, right? Oh, of course. So yeah, yeah. Uh, that's my thumbs oh. down for this week. Fuck that, man. Are the children still dabbing? Oh, <laughs> uh, I am dabbing at work, so I feel like the children are not. Right. <laughs> Definitely so not. This is the thing at work for me right now, is the dab when you see the co-op, right? Obviously, because we've got our little interns oh. wandering around, and they're, they're oh, university no. age, so you dab when you see them. The, the co-op that I'm working with is actually dabbing to me, like, in order to start this transaction. But one of my other co-workers, because <laughs> fidget spinners got really big at my workplace before I started and then were basically abandoned as I joined. Oh yeah. 
Yeah, as exactly. fans are wont but that to means do. That there are a bunch of fidget spinners just left around the office because people brought them in and now don't care about them at all. So what you do is you pick right. up one in each hand, get them both spinning, oh. and then you do the you dab, dab with them. Oh, or the coveted God. double dab where <laughs> you put your hand, head down into your crossed arms and you've got a oh. fidget spinner in each hand. <laughs> I, I do hate it oh, like, it's a lot, so which terrible. is what you're going oh for. Oh my god, I hate it so much. It's great. Yeah. I just, I have to say that hearing you say the phrase, do the dab, really makes you sound intensely so old. So I'm pretty sure the kids aren't dabbing anymore because of that. They aren't doing the dab. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, delightful. All right, we wrapping this up? What are yeah, we doing? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just am angry at the youths for so many reasons. <laughs> But, yeah, I, we don't have to go into those. Cool. That's a story for another day, I guess. We're running along here. Yeah. Spike's given some good exposition on what the ghosts are. They are manifest spirits <laughs> raised by a talisman. Any dummy could see it, you know? <laughs> Buffy's like, yeah, no, I knew. I totally was aware of that. Yeah. She is so unaware of what's happening with Spike, and she's kind of weirded out by it, but that's as far as it goes for now. She's not really trying to figure it out, because... A, she doesn't have time for that. And he's not making any sense. And he he's saying things like... He's speaking like there's another person in the room that... Uh, all pistachios all the time. Yeah, mad pistache. <laughs> <laughs> I think that'll be our watchword of the rest of the season, probably. Mad pistache. Oh, so gross. Yeah. So Buffy phones Xander to go get this talisman that she dropped earlier Ugh, in the episode. Dummy. She starts fighting the manifest spirits, which is great fight work, man. Yeah! They're putting a lot into this. And like that weapon where they've taken Kit's bag, put some bricks in it, and now Buffy is just like whirling it around. Oh, it's so cool. That is cool. It's pretty great. I really like the shot where Buffy has been knocked down onto the ground prone and then does a sidekick into one of these, uh, these spirit manifest things and kicks him like up into the wall yeah that's a really neat shot i really like that you, you have to say at least they haven't learned to light things but they know about fighting <laughs> they know about yeah. fight choreography so much better than they used oh, to for sure so yeah xander goes into the girl's bathroom he remarks on what a good contract opportunity the hole goodness. in the floor is yeah uh, the ghost girl hops on his back as he grabs this talisman they can like teleport and some such yeah but he manages to snap the thing in half and all the ghosts vanish Woo! whoosh that's probably yep. the noise they make it is and question mark who put the talisman there i i'm so worried that we don't find out okay but are you <laughs> it sure it's a monster of the week but like isn't this explicitly setting something up and doesn't a character probably buffy actually ask that question verbatim but at the same time it's the hellmouth so we can start using that explanation for everything again. And like That's true. some weird little kid read about talismans, made one and didn't know what they were doing. Yeah. And somehow that got directed at Buffy because she's like some nexus of supernatural energy. Right. Well, but the other, sure. like the people who are dead on these grounds, if they died while Buffy was here, like, of course they blame her. She's supposed to be the protector. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Sure, sure, sure. Uh, Buffy's lecturing this wacky band of misfits on how to survive high so school. so wacky. Which is a strange image just visually because she is so much shorter than all of them. Yeah, yeah. She's so tiny. She's very small. So yes, it's a great new band that 
Don has put together here. I, I honestly do like the cyclical nature of it. I think it's nice, and I think that Season 7 is going to revisit that a lot. And yeah, it, it's a nice, like, coming home sort of feeling, but also the adventure continues, right? Yeah, and it just feels so much more like Buffy than mm. the rest of, well, I guess the, the previous season entirely. Yeah, let's say that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Mr. Wood comes by and talks to Buffy about how, you know, he was worried about these children, but now they seem to be doing well, and he offers Buffy a job at the school. <gasps> you know what that means. She's hanging out at the Hellmouth. We gotta pour one out for the DMP. <gasps> the DMP. She don't yeah. need no, no DMP job there. now. <laughs> She does not. No. She's pretty overjoyed at this entire prospect. She's so bad at negotiating. She's like, yes, a thousand times, yes, I'll do it. And you're like, uh, you don't know anything uh, about the job yet. Uh, no, she's just like, sure, got it. Let's do it. Mm -hmm. He just gets the best lines. The money we could pay you wouldn't even fold. Like, that's fucking great. <laughs> Yeah, I am so enchanted by P. Wood. He's great. Very charismatic actor. Glad to have him on board, for sure. And yeah, that's uh, it's going to be good times for Buffy, hopefully. We'll see. She'll get to be close to the Hellmouth and the spooky happenings therein, right? Well, exactly. And so and she wants to keep an eye on Dawn. Clearly, she was going to lurk around here regardless. So, so weird. <laughs> so fucking weird, man. Oh, Jesus Christ. And we end the episode with everybody's a favorite scene. scene. Everybody's yeah, favorite scene. scene. Yeah. Spike is getting lectured by what I know to be the first evil because it's changing shapes. It starts out as Warren and then it goes back all the way to T Mast. Woo, woo, woo. You know? Yeah, it yeah, hits yeah. all of the things that we love in between there. We get that glory. We get that Drusilla. We get that T Mast in his new Batorium. <laughs> And I am so excited. I really think they did such a good job of kind of distilling these characters in a few lines. And I mean, that's yeah. also coming down to the people playing them, being able to deliver just like, oh God, you know I love the mayor. He just delivers such pure mayor. The mayor, yes, yes. Uh. God, I'm so excited to see him come back. Yeah. And also Adam's here too. <laughs> and he is, as I have put it, still, still dumb. Still dumb. Look at him. Like when they're doing the fucking makeup for this right? and they're applying the floppy oh, drive i'm sure drive. they were like fuck what were we doing we have to put we it were on idiots honestly we have to put it on it's three years old and it's insane now like they could have just left it off and would anyone have even noticed you I you would have Michaela. i know and you would have lost oh, your mind i would have gone crazy if it was even upgraded to a cd drive <laughs> That would have been hilarious, first of all. And it's funny because, so, you know, this is happening. Everyone's saying their cool stuff. After Adam disappeared, well, turned into the mayor, I guess. I'm like, what did he say? He called Spike number 17, and, he, and that's all I he know. He maybe used the word parameters. Yes. Yeah, that's it. That's Oh, boy. <laughs> so fucking stupid. I'm so glad to have seen Adam here. No, God, he's so dumb. Anyway, everyone else is great with the exception of Warren, but that's fine. Warren just shows up, says some shitty, slightly misogynistic stuff as his his way. Yeah. Uh, Glory looks so good. She's wearing yes. red. Yeah, yeah, yeah. T-Mast's handwork is much less on yeah. point than it used to be. He... But that reflects the quality of the show, right? <laughs> it used to be like a soap soap opera sort of thing yeah. where this villain was chewing the scenery all the time. And now he's supposed to be intimidating. Yeah. And I mean, he's still a little silly looking. Mm-hmm. 
in a way where, yeah, he's he's just a wacky guy, right? But yeah. it's great to see him. It's great to see Drusilla mm-hmm. doing her, her standard Drusilla sort of thing. God, just touching Spike so much. <laughs> And it's just uh, like it's it's great that they got everyone back for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, that's a hard sell too. It's like, hey, come in and do about a half hour of filming, and Adam, you're gonna need to be in that makeup chair. <sighs> a while right sorry my dude like so long for the two sentences or whatever it is yeah Yikes. but we need you back yeah like let's pay you some money here so yeah spike's going crazy and being kept crazy by the first and that's gonna be good times probably Woo! quality pistache <laughs> Oh, man. Michaela, did you like this episode? I do like this episode. I'm not saying it's like the best episode ever or anything, but Mm -hmm. I was thinking about season premieres. Yes. And how hard it seems to be to make a good one. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Last season, they sort of had it easy in the sense that they had something very clear they needed to accomplish in the first episode because Buffy was Mm -hmm. all dead and stuff. But like Buffy versus Dracula, that has nothing to do with anything, really. <laughs> it really right? doesn't. It has no bearing on anything. And he's like, oh, Xander you're says darkness. he won't be the butt monkey anymore. He still is. But like, yeah, yeah, he still is. Season four, oh, it's the freshman. So yeah, I mean, pretty forgettable. Mm-hmm. Season three is like Buffy's all sad in L.A. or whatever. Season four is the freshman, but it's not even like, oh, I've got roommate trubs. No, that's episode two. Yeah, they really stretch that shit out. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So anyhow, I think that they really know what they want to do with this season. And that's evident in this episode. I'm sorry, Michaela. Are you saying that this is in your top half of season (laughs) premieres? I think so. Is that what you're saying? I mean, I think I am. I think that's in a roundabout way. That is what I said. Yeah. Do you? You stared too long into the face of madness. Do you feel a different way? No, no, I don't. This is such a forgettable episode, yes. right? I remember why, or I see why I remember the last scene and like nothing else. And I see why I didn't feel necessarily compelled to continue with this watching. Yeah. I was like, yeah, that's cool. We're done. For sure. Because there are things that are being set up here, but... But it doesn't draw you no, in. No, because they're not... It's not clear what those things really even are. I mean, the first is here, but it's so unclear because they're not, they don't want to be obvious about it yet. And so it's just like at the beginning, some girl gets killed, but why? And you forget about it by the end of the episode. I forgot all about the fact that it opened in Istanbul until I read my notes again today. You were like, oh, right. That did happen. Hmm. That's insane. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, they don't want to be clear about it being the first, but honestly, the first evil was something that came up once in season three. So they're going to be more overt about it. Oh, obviously. Yeah, yeah because yeah. like people aren't going to remember. That said, this is also much better at introducing the big bad than any other season has been. Like, Because first... usually they wait until season, until like episode five. Right, first episode, right there, doing things, crazy spike. Like, that's pretty great. I'm still not really drawn into things, no. though. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, Buffy has struggled with that for sure. So yeah, we'll see what happens next time. That'll be fun. Michaela, do you have a favorite outfit Giles, from Giles, this episode? Giles, 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 Giles. Giles, yes. <laughs> thousand percent Giles. Absolutely on that horse giles and otto yeah how about that both of them together Mm, and who would we say won this episode 
Buffy? We're going for a Buffy win, yeah. right? Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Like, it's a strong Buffy win. She saves her sister. Her sister is competent. Yeah. And like getting more competent. And she gets a better job than the DMP. Right? She gets to say goodbye to slinging that double meat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> getting her ears blocked up with grease. <laughs> Like him, the description of the little kit that he has to use to like get the <laughs> get the ear get the uh, grease balls out of his ears is so gross. Oh, man. man, that yeah. episode. Oh, not that bad. That's that's what I'm gonna call it. <laughs> not that bad. Good times. Yeah. All right. Well, Michaela, we don't have a Teeks review for this episode. However, I think it's still useful dwelling on the IMDb reviews. Yeah. There are a few good things here. We got a 9 out of 10 coming from one Mike 1386, 88. I don't know. Something like that. Cool. Can't really see. Uh, wicked beginning of seventh season. Wow. Cool, cool, cool. The rest of everything is far less generous <laughs> um, we've got some reminiscence of like last season of the greatest show ever that's an 8 out of 10 sure but that's coming a lot from like you know we're excited about this season <clears throat> We got some the uneven beginning of an uneven season is a six out of ten. <laughs> and I'm right? going to be like, the season is pretty uneven, you know? Yeah. Like the beginning of the end. Sure, sure, sure. Lessons. Well, I still need to learn a lesson. I need to stop watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer <laughs> is really harsh. That, that's overly harsh. Yes, it is. This is not a bad episode. No. This is a, a forgettable episode. With better, but like a better than average season opener for Buffy, for sure. Uh, we are teeks. We are teeks. Fuck. We are, fuck. <laughs> We've looked into it yep. too long. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I haven't opened any of the things that say warning spoilers because at this point, I believe that. Yeah, it's a little And legit. I'm like, especially first episode, like you're probably going to say some shit about the rest of the season that I don't want to know. Oh, so I've just certainly. left all of those alone. Yeah. But yeah, uh, this was an interesting episode. What do we got coming up next? The next episode is called beneath you. Okay. You want to take Spike a guess? Heavy? So you actually already kind of guessed, uh, we are going to do some stuff with Anya. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cause this is the problem, right? Anya's in the credits. What do we do with Anya? <laughs> What do we do with her? We have to do something with her. Yeah. Now, there's going to be something next episode that makes me question whether I lied to you in the past. Oh. So we'll discuss. Uh. Okay. <laughs> that is incredibly vague. I have no idea because there are so many things you could have lied to me about. Yeah, yeah. The possibilities are nigh on endless, but that's exciting. Yeah. So yes, where they need to go from here, they need to figure out what they're doing with Anya. They need to figure out what they're doing with Willow because she's coming back eventually. Although I suspect very strongly that they have a plan for Willow where Anya right now seems planless, right? This and is this the is thing. just like from an optics perspective. Yeah. Anya seems planless. Willow, it's like, oh, they've got her in England for a reason, probably. Like Willow's there, she's healing, and it really seems like maybe, yeah, she needs to finish her Jedi training or whatever we want to call it before <laughs> she can be okay and come back. Mm -hmm. Right. So, yeah. yeah, like of the people in this episode, Spike is doing his whole pustache in the basement thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but 
like he's pretty okay there. Like it's not that big of yeah. a question. Anya is no, definitely that's a the biggest question. For sure. All right. Well, we'll see what happens there then. I am looking forward to it, question mark. Uneven season. We'll see what happens, you know? Yeah. I just, all I promise you is that we will not be anywhere near as depressed. <laughs> yes. And yeah, it's setting it up for much wackier fun times. The tone, I think, is a lot more what we want. And like, there's some stuff that I am genuinely excited about. So. Oh, no doubt. Like, there are things to look forward to. For sure. That'll be great. All right. Until next episode, our listeners can find this episode up on the Reddit. That's buffy.reddit.com. You can email us beyondthenew.hellmouth at gmail.com. You can also reach out to us personally as individuals on Movim, M-O-V-I-M, a new entrant to the Fediverse of Federated Networked Social Networks that Tumblr users are now flocking to. Now, this is the thing. Mastodon Social, we've talked about before. That's part of it. And this is actually a cause that I sort of believe in. So if I do more so social networking in the future it's probably on something like this platform is it move him who knows <laughs> anyway i'm on there at move me michaela i'm on there at move him on over very nice and until next time farewell, farewell from, from the, the hellmouth hellmouth Hell no. Hell no.